It's the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy patron bonus episode. Hello and welcome to another exciting bonus episode of the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy where we ask the hard questions such as can you square the circle? Someone who knows how to square his circles is Mr. Josh Addison of Onehunga Auckland. Mr. Addison, welcome to the show. Mm. The trick is to use a file. A file. So tell me, how do you go around squaring your circles? How do you, you just, file them to get them to just the right size? You just you just get them and you just just go at it with the file hardcore for a little while until you've taken all the all the curvy bits off and turned them into straight bits. You do realize the whole point about squaring the circles you're meant to keep the same area. So if you're shaving the sides off, you're basically taking a circle, removing the excess, and making a smaller square inside. Yes. That is what I choose to believe squaring the circle is. That's not quite what we mean mathematically, though, is it? Well, who said anything about mathematics? Quite frankly, I'm a woodworker. And not a mathematician. I'm literally Jesus. Okay, <laughs> this interview has taken a very interesting... What? He was a carpenter, you don't know. It's, I mean, have you performed any miracles recently? And don't say you squared some circles. We've already worked out that's not the case. Right, that... Um, yeah, that was all I had. Gonna be gonna be quite honest. So you're saying you're basically a false messiah? Yep. So you're basically that green tube of goo from Prince of Darkness. Uh, yes, exactly. And I'm oh, gonna find a mirror and I'm gonna draw my father the anti-god through it, and then there'll be a funny tacky on dream and 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 a John Carpenter soundtrack. And of course, we use that funny tacky on dream as an intro to one of our episodes a long time ago. A long time ago. Good times. Good times. It was good times. So yes, welcome to another exciting bonus episode of the podcast's Guide to the Conspiracy, where we're going to be talking about weird stuff going on in Germany. And I'm probably going to accuse someone of drinking from Hitler's milky teat. Mm. But, um, I mean, if you can't restrain yourself from doing that, I think there are plenty of, of candidates uh, you could aim that at that, that aren't me. But um, let's we see how we go. Let's, let's just give it time, Josh. Let's just give it time. Mm. So today, t- today in our bonus episode, we're going to be talking about Peter I of New Germany, uh, known to other people as Peter Fitzek. Um, he's a fellow, he set himself up, in a 22-acre kingdom, originally apparently it was called Neudeutschland, or New Germany. Now it's called Königreich. Mm, König is king, like and Reich, Reich mm. is Reich. Mm. Um, mm. His kingdom uh, issues its own driver's license and passports, official documentation. Uh, it has its own bank. It has its own currency called Engelgeld, or angel money. Uh, some, some some pretty minted uh, silver coins. I believe he's going into a, an electronic currency as well. I'm not quite sure how that's working about. But he's not going out. for a cryptocurrency, is he? I think so. Possibly that one of them as well. Oh, and that um, worse. Yes, he claims to be the leader of of a. a, 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 a organization of a government of a nation all his own um a a, a fourth reich hold on now I've, I've heard of reichs before i've mm. heard of a third reich that they was were, the nasty one yeah 
They yeah. were around during World War II, weren't they? Weren't mm. they involved in the attempted extermination of the Jewish people? Yes, I'm afraid it was those Nazi chappies with the Third Reich. But we're not talking about the Third Reich. We're talking about the Fourth Reich. Four is a completely different number from three. So I assume if I read through my notes, it will turn out that this organisation is completely different from the Nazis. Now, see, Shall I've we read actually, on? I've, I've read ahead, and I no. think you're going to be ever so slightly disappointed. And oh, by ever so dear. slightly, I mean really quite disappointed. Well, let's have a look. Um, he has been asked why why has he has used the word Reich in the name of his kingdom and his organisation, um, and he said he's used that word to inspire Germans to raise questions on why they aren't allowed to forget the past. Ah. Right. That, um, that does sound like the sort of thing a neo-Nazi would say, doesn't it? Why, why, why must we Germans keep apologising for things that we had, the things that may or may not have happened in the past, like the attempted extermination of an entire people, yes. yes. Now, it gets kind of worse, although actually also ever so slightly confusing. Given that he talks about this being a Fourth Reich, he also claims that the Third Reich was never properly dissolved after World War II. So the current state of G Germany, the Federal Republic, is in fact illegitimate. That's a little bit weird to say for the sheer fact that, A, sovereign nations kind of exist independently of paperwork. And also, if the Third Reich was never actually dissolved, why is he trying to put forward a Fourth Reich? Because surely if the Third Reich was never properly dissolved, his putting forward a Fourth Reich is also going to be illegitimate as well. Well, he, he, claims, he claims to have a legal basis, for everything that he says. So his organisation, it gets very, very sovereign citizen, very freeman on the land-ish. Um, he has a whole bunch of, he has apparently sort of walks around with a briefcase full of legal documents and apparently carries multiple stacks of documents into any court case that he happens to find himself in. Um, he reckons so he I, has, just, I just got the notion there, he just walks in into court with a briefcase and like, I don't, I don't know what this case is about, but I've got some documents and I'm going to present them. That would not surprise me, to be honest. Um, so th there's talk about, yeah, supposedly the, the, the he reckons that according to the legal framework, that the, there are certain criteria for being able to declare yourself a nation, and he thinks he's done that. He's been to court over numerous things, which we'll talk about shortly, um, and tends to sort of any time he, he is able to win a case, he says, ha-ha, that proves that I'm right. Any time he loses a case, he says, ha-ha, that proves that the German establishment is corrupt and biased against me, which proves that I'm right. Uh, mm, that's lucky for him. unassailable. Mm. So I mean, he has he has been to court not just for attempting to to um, justify his claims to nationhood, um, but also for just good old fashioned crimes. Um, in 2016, he was arrested for driving around uh, without a license, or as he would have it, while driving around with one of his entirely legitimate self issued driver's licenses. Um, he's claimed when talking about that that he was deliberately driving around recklessly driving at ridiculous speeds specifically so that he would be pulled over and could then flash his new driver's license and then and then go to court and prove the legitimacy um, of the of, of of his nationhood and all of his claims. I assume that worked out for him. 
No. See, he was sentenced to three months, which makes yeah. me think that maybe they didn't recognize that if you print out a piece of paper and sign it yourself, that isn't actually a driver's license, no matter how many documents you put forward saying the Third Reich was never actually disbanded. Hmm. And then, then 2017 came around. Now, you remember I said how he started a bank? Started yeah. his own bank? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in 2017, he was sentenced to three years and eight months in prison for illegal operation of a bank and embezzling at least $1.4 million of his client's money for his own personal use. So, yes, apparently this bank that his followers were paying their money into wasn't so much a bank as a as a as a slush fund, as as just money that he seemed to feel he could do whatever he wanted with. Now there was a big search of his of his um, properties, a bunch of seized events. They took his piano, apparently. Oh um, my God! They took, took his a bunch piano? of stuff. I mean, the, I mean, there are lines I've got to draw. Mm, the actual money apparently has never been accounted for. This one point four million dollars, and this is, I assume, American well, dollars. I'm, I'm assuming he spent that the all on pianos. Well, maybe, yeah. Got to, they don't grow on trees, except for the wood that, that they're made out of does. Um, now, and this, this had an interesting um, resolution. So he was sentenced to three years in 2017, but in 2018, he was let out um, after some sort of an appeal, and the court ruled that his bank's deposit slips, when you actually look at them, read a lot more like donation forms and indeed, a bunch of his followers came forward and said, "Oh, yeah, no, I, I never expected to see that money again. I was, I was giving it to um, His Majesty Peter the First. Um, so, 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 no embezzlement really took place." So, um, that's which... a really curious ending to a story, isn't it? Mm. So, I'm running a bank. Actually, I'm not running a bank. I've been put into prison for running a bank badly. Now the state has said, I'm not running a bank. It was actually just a donation scheme. I'm now out. What's going on? No. I mean, it does, and it does say something to the sort of people who follow him who are will, willing to leap to their defence, to his defence, and say, yes, no, my, I just gave my money to him because that's, that's what a sensible person would do. And from the talk of what goes on in his 22-acre compound, it does, it, it sounds a wee bit culty. There's apparently a lot of sort of um, forced labour isn't perhaps the right word, but there's a lot of building and projects going on as they expand this thing and people uh, are expected to be working on this um, a lot. Uh, and he has these folks who will stick up for him no matter what. And some of these folks, which we'll get to shortly, but not just yet, uh, do have some some wacky views of their own. But I think, like, it, it's, it, it sounds odd enough that you have this fellow who's um, decided Germany's illegitimate and decided he can just set up his own country on his own say-so. Um, but but we haven't really scratched the surface yet of the, the actual wackiness that is Peter Fitzek. No, because you see, he likes to talk when he's in interviewed, or indeed just give him a tape recorder, and he will say an awful lot of things. So he's talked about how he once healed an ex-girlfriend who was abused as a child by Satanists using only his hands. I'm assuming he means he healed her mentally as opposed to the fact that she somehow had Escaping wounds due to abuse from several decades ago. I, I hope so. Yeah. I hope that's what uh, he's he claims that the Rockefellers and the Orthodox Jews are part of a large-scale conspiracy to spread COVID nineteen, 
in order to boost drug profits and to compel Germans to accept implanted biosensor chips. We'll refer you back to the main episode we talked about how it would be just much easier to persuade people to own a cell phone. But the best one, the one which is the most interesting and the most telling story, is how he was once saved from a sniper. You see, he was driving along on the autobahn one day and someone shot at him, but the bullet was prevented from nicking the windshield, sorry, from from going through the windshield and, and only nicked the glass instead by divine intervention. So God stepped in and stopped a sniper from shooting at him as he noticed a kind of nick in the glass or something bounced off his window and moved to one side. He was saved by God, Josh. He was saved Mm. by God. And you may be thinking that um, he was simply driving and a rock bounced off his windscreen, but to counter that, he would say, no, it wasn't. No, because a policeman told him it was Mm. no way it was a rock. Now, all of these claims, the, 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 the hands-on healing, the Rockefellers and the Jews, the uh, chips and the, um, the, the attempted assassinations came from an article in Bloomberg, which is the only one I found that was... You can read a bunch of stuff about sort of the wider organisations that he may or may not be a part of, which we'll talk about shortly. This is the only one I've seen that was actually focused just on him and a bit more of a profile, and it talks about... Um, his history and the wacky dealings and the legal troubles and blah, 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 and just, just the general weirdness. And it, it ends on an interesting note. Um, the, uh, throughout the story, it makes mention of his, his girlfriend slash queen, obviously, since he's a king, um, who works at a lo- as a waitress at a local restaurant. And, as, um, as, most, as most queens do. Mm. And uh, so at, at the end of the article, the, the, the author goes to this restaurant and asks the waitress, hey, is, the, is, is this girlfriend in? And gets told no. And he's like, ah, has, has she left to go off and live with Peter on his compound? And the waitress is like, no, they broke up a year ago. And then goes off on and, and goes and makes a call on her cell phone and comes back and says that the girlfriend is, is livid, that he's still going around telling people that she's his queen and that they have anything to do with each other, which... Um, is just sort of it's, it's presented as just a little little sort of footnote to the the weirdness and the wackiness of the whole thing, but it does um, paint an interesting picture of this fellow. Mm. Now, but Joshua, mm, Joshua, mm. tell me about his supporters, or at least the people who are nominally his political allies. Yes, so mostly, if you look on the internet for articles about Peter the First of New Germany you find people talking about the Reichsbürger Bewegung or Reich Citizen Movement. And this, this is a wider movement in Germany, which is, is your Freeman on the land sovereign citizen thing. These are people who believe that um, the Weimar Constitution of 1919 was never fully abolished either by the National Socialists or the Allied forces after World War II, and that therefore this constitution is still valid, which means the entire state of Germany is illegal. Um, Apparently they like to refer to BRD GmbH, BRD being Bundesrepublik Deutschland, the official name of Germany, GmbH is essentially the German equivalent of limited. So they're referring to it as they they think the state of nation is is just a company, it's just a legal entity, it's not a state with any 
rates, uh, with any rights to it. And now um, we've seen that a lot in the Freeman on the hmm. land stuff, haven't we? The idea that, particularly in the UK, that the government is actually part of a corporation, and that actually common law is a thing that actually is above all other things, and people have names and then they have legal names and the like. This sounds like a German version of that particular Freeman on the land hypothesis. It really does sound exactly like that. And um, Mr. Fitzek is not the only person to have the idea of setting up his own state. Now, I've I, I, in two different articles, I've read claims about two people setting up their own states. One of them was called Germania and one of them was called Germanicia. I don't know if one of them was a typo and they were referring to the same person or if there has actually been two people in addition to Peter I to try and set up their own company, uh, their own country, but it's not an original idea. And indeed, and, it kind of goes back to the way Europe used to be. Lots and lots and lots of very small feudal states or polities. So yeah, I can imagine three or four mm. different little states all claiming to be the real little Germany. Now, unfortunately, um, these people also uh, share stuff in common with possibly their American counterparts and that they like them some guns. Um, these these uh, Reichsburgers have been known to sort of... to. to uh, carry, carry, like, like to be armed, basically, and they were they were known to the authorities and were considered more of just sort of a fringe movement until 2016, when things started to turn uh, violent. Uh, in 2016, one of these Reichsburgers shot at some police officers, killing one and wounding a few more. Um, and since then, there have been other shootings associated with this movement which means the authorities are starting to take them more seriously, which means they start to take people like Peter Fitzek more seriously. Now, Fitzek says that he is not one of these people. He says he is not a Reichsburger, although... Even though he's set up his own state. He appears... His opinions basically appear to be identical yeah, so, to so these. He set up his own state. He thinks the Weimar Republic was never actually abolished, but he's not a Reichsburger. He's... A right something else? I don't know. I don't know. It seems a little bit weird to go, I agree with everything you're saying, but I'm not one of you. Yes, I, I don't know. Presumably, if you talk to him about it, given how, how, how deeply he likes to get into his legal arguments, he would probably say that, no, no, his basis for believing that Germany, that the German state is illegitimate is, is this bunch of obscure laws that he's decided mean what he thinks they mean, whereas these people believe in a completely different set of, of laws and, 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 um, and fictions, basically. So I don't know. But um, certainly the Reichsburgers like him, and I, from what I could gather... A bunch of a lot of his followers who live on his new kingdom believe themselves to be Reichsburgers. So um, maybe they're not. Maybe he he isn't actually part of this movement. But this movement certainly seems to be closely aligned to him to the extent that um, certainly apparently Germany's domestic security agencies aren't interested in any sort of distinction and consider him to be part of the movement and are monitoring him. Um, alongside them so it's interesting yeah i i i'll admit to goodoldcracked.com which still exists despite having been 
been fairly We're no doubt. mutilated by the by the same thing that happened to pretty much all internet media sites. Um, it's still around, and so they were the ones who I first saw this mentioned um, recently, and then that led to the, the Bloomberg article, which I think is the biggest source on it, and then various uh, various other articles, which are mostly sort of um, ones from. British and European papers saying we're a little bit worried about the, these Reichsburger people, by the way, here's one of them. Um, so, yeah, when you when you look into the guy himself, he seems like quite a comical figure. Um, he's a, One thing people like to say, he's an ex, or possibly still, I don't know, a karate instructor. It seems to be he's sort of gone through thing, fairly run-of-the-mill jobs like working in restaurants and teaching karate, and he does look a bit like a a fairly sort of Teutonic Stephen Seagal, or like Stephen Seagal looked about 20 years ago before he grew the goatee and started bulking up. Um, but but then when you get into the people who he's allied with, things start to just look a little bit more disturbing and fishy. Mm. 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 They really do, although I suspect as soon as you find someone who says, I don't believe the Weimar Republic was ever actually abolished and thus things are the same as they were during World War II, you should probably go, hmm, bit of a, worry. a little bit suspicious yeah. about And also, why are you calling your movement a Fourth Reich? I mean, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go. He's an interesting fellow. Um, he's an interesting symptom of a thing that we've talked about plenty in the past, your, your, your sovereign citizens and your freemen on the lenses. Um and he's he's in Germany, basically. So it's all over so, the world. So basically, we've done Freeman on the land or associated people in Russia, in Germany, in England, the US, and here. We need to start going through all the other countries mm. in the world because I'm fairly sure it's going to turn out there's a version of this almost everywhere. Well, almost certainly, yeah. We need to start... Look, look, look into different continents, perhaps. What's going on in Asia? What's happening in Africa? I mean, we did talk about the Taiping Rebellion, which was a hundred and two hundred years ago or something, and not quite the same, and did involve a lot more dead people. But again, that was someone there, and also quite a lot of, es- of, of eschatology as well. Mm, yes, no, so not not quite the same. Maybe we need to look harder. Um, but there you go. That is our bonus episode. Thank you once again, patrons, for being our patrons and giving us that sweet, sweet money. Um, so next week, uh, back to the newsy business, I so I suppose, and back to the exclusivity that you enjoy. Yes, yes. You, the time of kindness has passed. Mm. Now you return back to the time of harshness. Yes. Uh, so there you go. I think that's all we have to say. We haven't even started rambled on, rambling on about some sort of pop culture, so maybe we better call it quits right now just to avoid that from happening. Indeed. You're going to say... Goodbye. And I'm going to say Columbo. Nice. Nice.